0: Hey guys, it's Commiss Joey D, and today we're gonna be breaking down power rankings. Woo! Um, basically, how I did this, I kind of explained it. Uh, I tried to be as unbiased as possible and in that sense. You know, obviously, I'm I'm not gonna be first. I'm not even second. I, you know, I just really looked at the rosters, who you have, um, you know, wh- where they finished last year. Is it pre- is it you know predictable of where they're gonna land this year? As far as in comparison, do they have a track record that you can go off of? Those sort of things. And, you know, are they projected as an RB1 or, uh, you know, um, RB1, RB2, you know, so top 12 or top 24 guy at their position? Or are they a guy that you have guys that not only are going to be top 12 of their position, but maybe they have, they're one of those few guys that are going to be, you know, competing for that number one spot or top three kind of position? So, you know, just kind of measuring those. I kind of broke it down um, in my notes here. I broke down your position area, so like your your quarterback, your running back, your wide receiver area you know what is your tight end situation? Do you have a tight end situation for some of you in some cases um this i I will mention draft picks uh what you do have, but i'm not i didn't incorporate draft picks at all whatsoever into the power rankings um this is strictly off of your team's roster, it's not off last year's success, it's not off your start decisions from last year. Or anything. Um, I mean, I guess in slight bias is in my mind of how you did last year is can't be avoided. But I try to keep least strictly, strictly to, you know, what what's on your roster. What do you have? What is their typical out outlook? Um, not even for my personal outlook. Just with um, you looking at ESPN and all the other different, you know, I guess analysts and seeing where they has have guys ranked and then who you have in your team and kind of see how that you know weighs for people. Okay, so before I dive in to, uh, you know, the physical rankings, I do want to say a lot of these are kind of like in groups here, um, as far as, you know, maybe groups, you know, one through three are really close, or 12 through nine, and I'll kind of break that down after I finish, but I just want to say that there's a lot of, you know, um you know, very close races i think in this but i'm going to start right here at uh at number 12 with uh jake bright um his number one player is probably uh damien williams you know he's gonna be running back for the uh kansas city chiefs he's got uh leonard fournette he's got kenny galladay he's got Cortland sutton and uh he's got david njoku and he's got aaron jones are probably his uh big pieces uh so my my big thing here is he has no consistency at the wide receiver position. I mean, Kenny Galladay and Cortland Sutton. Uh, Kenny Galladay had a good breakout year last year, but uh, you know Cortland Sutton, he he saw you saw moments of, of good good stuff, of a couple games of good quality fantasy production. But it's hard to it's hard to know what's gonna happen. I mean, um, is Emmanuel Sanders gonna play? Obviously, Demarius Thomas is out. You got a new quarterback, a new system. So I mean, obviously they're gonna want to use him, but you don't really know what's gonna look like. Kenny Galladay, even last year, uh, he put up great stuff. I Believe he finished, but still, even last year, he had his best season. He uh, finished as a low end wide receiver too. I think he was at 21 in our league. Obviously, he's a young talent, so you hope for some ascension in uh, in his offense. You, know, you do have to fear with the, you, know, you know Matt Patricia being a Patriots kind of mindset. They got Kerryon Johnson, they got C.J. Anderson, uh, they reside Zach Zenner. You know, or the, how much are they going to run the ball? You know, they, they dropped in some linemen, got some guys in there. They want to run the ball, get the ball off Matt Stafford's hands. So you, you'll see, kind of see how that goes to Kenny Galladay. Also, is Marvin Jones going to be healthy? So if everyone's focused on him, it could be tough. Um, outside of his starters, his depth isn't amazing. Um, I mean, he's got a couple like cute pieces and Dion Lewis and Matt Burita, And even Matt Burita, San Francisco, no one really knows what's going to happen. I wouldn't even, projections right now, Matt Burita would not be top of that list he'd probably be at best the third running back for that group right, group right now but he's got a lot of third third receiving options you know Randall Cobb robbie Anderson, sean higgins chris Conley devin Funches not necessarily bad players just it, it if you guys if you get a lucky start it'll work out for him but doesn't have a lot going on kirk cousins uh always puts up good numbers not a terrible real life quarterback but even last year he was ranked uh 13 so not a number one quarterback that's probably his best option that he has. Um, so yeah, I mean, not a hollow lot to go with there. His biggest, you know, really bright piece is Damian Williams. All right. Uh. here in uh number 11 we got craig lbs air incorporated or whatever it is uh not a bad team he's got some big highlight names um you got aaron Rodgers. you got michael thomas obviously two of this big time big 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 time players and you know, that's great and all aaron Rodgers is getting older but we're not incorporating age in any of this but all right you got aaron Rodgers. you got michael thomas you got dj moore and that's about where the upside stops. Um, you got Tavius Murray, which you hope they use him in New Orleans. If you're, if you're Craig, you're hoping they use him just like they use Mark Ingram. He certainly is uh, talented enough. I think I remember him coming out of Combine. He's like a you know, 90-something percentile spark score guy, so he's a freaky athlete. He's a big guy. He's like 6' foot something, like maybe like 220. Like he's a big dude, big athletic guy. He showed some flashes at Minnesota. Showed a lot of flashes at Oakland. He's on his third team. Um, obviously, Kamara's is the guy there, but uh you know you, you hope for you know if you're craig that that work that's working out for you. You also got Vance Mcdonald uh who's going to be an interesting tight end this year um you know he he had some games of flashes him and Jesse James would take you know turns having a a flashy week, and obviously no one's going to forget that, that stiff arm he had I don't think it was like Sunday Night football and like chris Conti that was just absurd it was so disrespectful but uh yeah so he's got a great quarterback situation he's got Aaron rodgers um His only running back options are Latavius Murray, really, and Burkhead. Uh, And it's just not good for there. I mean, Latavius, you hope, is going to be, you know, if you're lucky. I mean, Mark Ingram, I think, was a a top 10 running back that first year. I think, I don't know what he ended up last year. Of course, he did was suspended those four games, so it's kind of hard. I forget what his per game points were. But, uh, you know, you hope that he's a high, you know, high teens. Maybe he's around 15 and in the running back rank, and that's your number one running back there. And then he's got a drop off. You got Josh Jackson, Rex Burkhead, Isaiah Carell's out for the year, Kareem Bibbs. So that's definitely something he's gonna need to answer or try to answer here. It's gonna definitely something's gonna hurt him. DJ Moore, though, uh, definitely got some upside there. Um uh his wide receiver course is his best thing, other than Aaron Rodgers. He does have, like I said, Michael Thomas is gonna be a stud. He's probably gonna be a top five guy, he's certainly a top five receiver in the league. Uh, so we'll see what his touchdowns can be. He's he's definitely going to have the receptions and the yards, but we'll, we'll see that DJ's got to break out, DJ Moore. You know, um, is he going to have more targets than CMC? Who knows? So he's definitely the number one receiver and receiving option outside of Christian McCaffrey. so hopefully he can step up for that for Craig. I will say Craig did very good with his start sits last year, but uh, that's, that's going to be what he's going to have to win his games on, is, is his start sits and, and hope he can pull some stuff out like he did last year. Okay, and next up here at uh, number ten is Chris and Sean, the, the youngins or younglins or something like that. Um, they got some, got some you know name good name players. You got Sony Michelle, Brandon Cooks, uh, Dakota's favorite Calvin Ridley, big George Kittle and Bits over there at tight end. They got uh, the savior of Philadelphia Carson Wentz. Um, he does have you know Barstool fan Josh Allen. He's got David Carr. Uh, you know Baltimore favorite Pashad Perriman he's got some stuff he's got Marvin Jones and he's got Naeem Hines um you know my looking at that uh he's got solid quarterback with he's got solid quarterback room with Carson Wentz Josh Allen Derek Carr I said David Carr Derek Carr uh you know between the three of them he should have he could easily incorporate you know between the three of them a top five top three quarterback situation if he plays it right uh they're definitely all talented. I think his biggest problem, he has, he has zero bench relevance as far as fantasy right now this season as it stands. I mean, T.J. Yeldon, you got how many running backs there now? Um, they drafted a guy, they got Yeldon, they got Gore, and they got McCoy. A lot of stuff going on there. Ty Montgomery, super behind Le'Veon Bell. Gus Edwards, I, who knows what the running back situation in Baltimore is. Willie Sneed's not catching any balls. Switzer, what wide receiver is going to be the third and fourth wide receiver there? You know, they got James Washington. They got Juju. They brought in Monarchief. They got Switzer. They got a little short guy's name I can't think of. Um, and then they drafted that other guy this year. And so what's that situation? James Jones at tight end. And and uh, George Kittle is a great tight end situation. It's one of the best tight end situations probably in the league. Um, Kittle Kittle's a monster last year. It was a huge, huge addition to his team. And uh, just, uh, you know, he's got some possibilities. Michelle Kittle... Wentz or Allen could all possibly be one of those guys that could finish top five, top three at their position if things really go for them, especially Kittle. I mean, Kittle's probably locked in at top three at tight end between him, Ertz, and uh, I'm missing somebody. Uh, Kelsey are probably top three. And, And Wentz, if he can stay healthy, he's shown MVP caliber. Alright, number nine, we got Mr. John Team Buster. Uh, you know, you got some big names right off the top. You got Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Nick Chubb, Russell Wilson, uh Brandon, or no, Jared Cook, not Brandon Cook. <laughs> Jared Cook. So big name talent jumps off the you know the table there. Um is running back core could be interesting. I mean, Nick Chubb and Le'Veon Bell is a legitimate running back core. Um, I know with Nick Chubb, you worry a little bit about the committee situation. You got Duke Johnson catching the ball at the beginning of the half, and then and then, uh, you, you have that huge concern in all Nick Chubb owners' minds of, you know, uh, Kareem Hunt gets unsuspended week eight. What's going to happen? You know, is it going to be a full on committee? They're going to split everything? Is Kareem going to take over the role because he can do everything, or what? I know obviously there's Duke Johnson, you know, wanted said he wanted it out, but the coaching staff's like, nah, dude, we're going to use you. So that it's an interesting runabout situation there. Russell Wilson, I mean, obviously he's a big name. He's a big player. Um, but, I mean, he is – well, I think last year he threw the third least attempts and yards of his career, only beating his rookie and sophomore season. And the thing, though, is he still put up, I think, insane touchdowns. I don't know if exactly the exact number off the top of my head, but he still threw an insane amount of touchdowns. His efficiency – was off the charts, something like 7.5% of his throws were touchdowns, which is, like, absurd. Um, so, if he, I mean, if he can keep that efficiency, if that's going to be an efficiency of, of the future for him, then that's something that, you know, hey, he's going to be great. Obviously, he didn't run as much last year, but he was a little hurt. Um, new situations. So it's hard to tell with this. I mean, Bell's in a new place. A.B.'s in a new place. Jared Cook's in a new place. Um, it, it's hard to tell. You know, what's going to happen? You know, even Russell Wilson, you know, they, they ran so much, but he got this big contract. Do they maybe revert back to passing a little bit more? It, it's tough to say. I don't think they do. I think they're going to run it. Shot The Schuttenheuer family doesn't know anything but to run the ball. So, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a, a thing of new situations, and it's hard to know what's going to happen at this point. So this is, a you know, Mr. John's team could be a situation where they do really well or they underperform. Um, the bench has possibilities. But at the moment, it's, it's pretty underwhelming. Um, I mean, Chris Thompson's heard a lot. Mike Davis was really interesting until they drafted uh, David Montgomery. Josh Gordon suspended. Matavius Bryant sus- not, not on a team, I don't think. Ferragos Sona may be retired or not on a team. Devontae Parker, it's possible. Can he do something? He's, he's, he has athletic ability. What's going to happen? Danny Amendola, once again, another guy in a new place. He's going to be in Detroit. He's going to be their slot guy. How's that going to go? All right, here, so at uh, at number eight, I was a little surprised that this person ended up being here. I I really like his team, and I'm surprised that he ended up being so low here. But uh, we got number eight, Austin Dandy. Um, Some great talent off the top. Uh, His starting lineup started to be Matt Ryan, Melvin Gordon, Gordon, David Johnson, Jarvis Landry, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, Adrian Peterson, some of his big names, um, his main guys. Uh, Obviously, a lot of talent jumps off. Jump off the page there. Uh, Matt Ryan had a huge season last year. Uh, I think he ended uh, number two. Yeah, looking at it right now, he's uh, he ended number two in in fantasy last year at the quarterback position. I know a lot of people's questions with him is that he's inconsistent. I think he's got like six straight seasons of flip flopping. Like he goes top five, and then he's like in the mid teens, and he's like top five, mid teens, top five, mid teens. So this is just another year to be like, all right, is he gonna go back to mid teens, or is he gonna stay at top five? You know, you never know. Um, obviously, in uh, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, he's got two guys that can finish top five, top three at their position, at the running back position. Uh, last year, neither of them did that. They finished uh, number eight, Melvin Gordon, and number nine, David Johnson. But, I mean, David Johnson, I mean everyone thinks he had a, just a tragic, terrible season last year. Everyone's like, oh, man, David Johnson, disappointment, disappointment, disappointment. A lot of people like him with a one one in their drafts, and he was just, I mean, that offense was recordly terrible. Um, they were terrible by a wide margin. Offensive coordinator was terrible. He was in a terrible situation. He still came out with running back nine. So, you I mean, you can only hope that he can ascend from there and go back to more of his normal. Um, uh, so, running back core, very solid. Um, the wide receiver core is safe, but I don't think it's going to win him a lot of games. Uh, Adam Thielen was a wide receiver one last year. He I think he was like ranked number eight last year. And he broke, you know, a, a record... In the NFL, from like by Julio Jones or Calvin Johnson, both for like what was it like eight or nine straight games of 100 yards. Um, however, you feel about Evan Thielen, I think it's realistic to assume that he won't duplicate that. He won't even get half of that, probably. Um, it, so, on a team that ought, as well is trying to run the ball more, they fired their coordinator in the middle of last season because they weren't running the ball enough. So, a little less targets this year, probably. Um, and certainly not as many yards, I'd imagine, so that he's going to decrease a little bit. Landry was wide receiver like 18 last year, and now they o- added Odell Beckham. You know, So what are his target share going to look like? What's his production going to look like? Obviously, the off- offense will be a little bit better, but I got think both of those guys are probably going to end up as uh, you know top 24 wide receivers. They're going to be safe. I don't know if they're going to win his games. So they're going to put up decent points. Tight end situation is bad. It's almost nonexistent. He's got Kyle Rudolph and Greg Olson. Greg Olson, I'm like pretty sure he retired off the top of my head. He pretty, I know he's hurt. Pretty, yeah, he retired. Then he's got Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph technically isn't too bad historically. He's kind of like one of those solid guys. You pick up at the end of your draft, and you're like, ah, whatever, I'll plug and play him. He'll get me like three catches a game. Well, now they just they just use draft capital and got Irv Smith. One of the most dynamic hybrid tight ends in the draft. He can block, he can run. He's going to be a more explosive athlete right out of the gate than Kyle Rudolph. So a guy that already doesn't get a ton of receptions, I'd say at best, catches half of the balls that he caught last year. So um, not looking great for his tight end situation. That might be something he might try to address possibly in the draft. He's got a couple third-round picks. So that could be prime situation for that. At number seven, we got the most handsome guy in the league, Phil, the stud Kyger. Uh He's got big Hollywood name, you know, media selling name. He's got Baker Mayfield, Alvin Kamara, Tyreek Hill, Evan Ingram, Derrick Henry, Jared Goff. Obviously, some you know some big household names, Cooper Cup. Uh, big thing, obviously, that jumps out at you is Kamara, Kamara, Kamara. You know, he is gonna run and jump and. Just gonna have like the Super Mario star all season long, breaking tackles, busting plays. It's gonna be insane. Um, So he's the first thing that pops off. Henry with a possible high finish this year. I mean, I think it was in the last uh, four or five weeks he averaged like 25 plus carries a game. The Titans were like, hey, we we signed Dion Lewis. We're gonna have this thunder lightning approach. It wasn't working for them. Uh, They weren't winning a lot of games. They're struggling to move the ball. And they were like, screw it, Derrick Henry's a freak, he won a Heisman, let's feed him, and they started winning games. So I think he was on pace for something crazy, like 350, 375 carries through those games, through sixteen seasons. Obviously it won't be that crazy, but if he can get to like 250, 275, I mean 300, if he hits 300, that'll be like crazy. I think Ezekiel led the league last year probably on like 225 carries. Um, so if he gets somewhere above plus 250, he's going to have value. So with Kamara and Henry, Phil's going to have a dominant running back core right off the bat that he can just plug in play, no sweat, um, and just hope that Henry doesn't tank like he's had historically. If he can, if he can become a consistent option, Henry and Kamara are going to be a lethal situation. Now with his wide right receiver core, obviously, I mean, if he had Tyreek, it, he definitely wouldn't be as low as seven. He'd probably be a couple spots higher. Tyreek's such a fire starter and just a game winner. He just wins fantasy weeks for you all by himself. So not having him and then also having to keep his roster spot bolstered, I mean, thankfully he's got some depth. He's got Curtis Samuel who's going to ascend to the number two spot uh, as a, in the wide receiver team you know, after the, they released Devin Funches, and so he, him and TJ Moore are ascending to the next spot, and he'll be the number two guy. He showed a lot of flashes last year, a lot of promise. So they're, they're expecting a lot of things out of Carolina camp from him. So you gotta hope that they can use him in that Swiss Army knife kind of role uh, that he he excels at. So I mean he'll still be able to have Curtis Samuel. He'll be able to have uh, Will Fuller, Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was amazing until he got hurt. That offense still clicking regardless. So he should be able to pick right back up. Chris Godwin. People have him ascending. Bruce Arians is there. Jameis is going to be reborn. People are talking about Chris Godwin as the next Larry Fitzgerald as far as comparisons in that offense. So, I mean, he could be a guy that's going to get 100 some targets. I mean, I could be a breakout guy this year. Zay Jones, another year of experience. He's an ascending talent with an ascending offense. Will Fuller, if he can stay healthy, he's bomb city with Deshaun Watson. So he's got, in any given week, Phil can start sit his wide receivers. And, and possibly make the right call and really really get a, a good situation for himself. Um, his tight end group is very nice, probably one of the better situations in the league. He's got Evan Ingram, no OBJ in New York. They bring in Golden Tate. Evan Ingram excelled when OBJ was hurt. He's a big target. He's athletic. He's a mismatch. So he got him going there. He's also got Hunter Henry, who people love and touted in, there in Chicago. Not Chicago, yikes. L.A., for the Chargers, he's a big play guy. He's going to fill that Antonio Gates role. Hopefully, Philip Rivers loves his tight end. Uh, he still has Ricky Seals Jones and even um, Mike Issey, who was a you know a spark score guy. Uh, on paper, should be an absolute freak. So, I mean, you you hope you know, one of those guys is really going to step up even for Phil, and you might see Phil starting two tight ends one week. You just never know. <laughs> okay uh here we're at number six i guess you could kind of call this like the pre-draft early preseason uh playoff ranking i mean top six is uh guys that are making playoffs so i guess it's kind of you know the playoff cutoff here but at number six we got jake black and decker jennings congrats on the job big guy uh when you look at this roster the first thing that pops out to me is ascending talent everywhere He's got Juju Smith Schuster, one of the brightest stars in the league. He's got twenty-two years old and a great offense with a great quarterback. Robert Woods in his prime uh, seems to be getting better every year statistically, especially now this offense is just clicking. He can do a little bit of everything. He's a great talent. Marlon Mack, one of the and then an ascending offense, then a, on a team that's revitalized at the Colts. Peyton Barber, as of right now, I mean, outside of Ronald Jones, this guy's in no a competition out there in Tampa Bay, and everyone's talking about how good this offense is gonna be under Bruce Arians. I mean, so who knows what his ceiling is. Um you know, Mari Cooper, absolute flames the Dallas Cowboys when he got there, just went took right off and so you know, people have high expectations and hopes for him this season. And then after all that he's got Carlos Hyde and Darius Geis. But uh Hyde is on a on a great team in Kansas City with, you know, what happens to Damian Williams. He's kind of unproven. He had some games of black of Flash and they paid him, but I don't, you know, Carlos, I could easily sneak in there and have a couple good games. Um, Darius Geis, I mean, he didn't play all year. He looked great in that one preseason game and they got hurt. So, I mean, uh, even if Geis doesn't start at the beginning of the season, this team is loaded with young talent. Um, uh, He's going to have a triple threat at wide receiver and running back core. His wide receivers, he's got Juju, Woods, and Cooper. He can start all three of them or any combination of those three every week. And then he's got Marlon Mack, Peyton Barber, Darius Geis. Those three guys, there's no reason why. Between the six of them, he can't have a great starting uh, team. And and, uh, and on top of that, he's just got even more depth on this bench. His bench is unproven, but all have a possibility of, of having good seasons. I mean, Kareem Hunt out in Cleveland, who knows what's going to happen with his situation once he gets back and you know, What's the health of those guys? What do they do with Duke Johnson? D.D. Westbrook. Breakdown with Jackson. We got Nick Foles. It's a new story. What's going on there? Josh Reynolds showed some flashes last year with the Rams. Michael Gallup. High draft last year for Dallas. Trying to get him. I mean, he's got the number one and number two wide receiver at Dallas. So seeing how that goes. Deshaun Hamilton. Looks is like a spinning image physically as Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is getting old. It's probably gonna be his last season. If he even plays, he's got an Achilles injury. So who knows? A bunch of these guys on here. Uh, are are young guys and they're just ascending they're not declining they all have good possibilities for their future and if you're Jake you got to be excited maybe you're maybe you're like it's not this year but maybe next year and he he, he's looking good um tight end uh is decent I mean he's got Austin Hooper he can't go play But I think what uh, limits him, with all this talent on his team, what limits him is the, the top-notch potential. Outside of a possible Juju top five, I know some people are talking about that. I mean, I get that he's going to be the number one, and AB's been the number one in Pittsburgh, and been top and number one. To, he's no worse than three every year, but I just don't. Juju's great, but I don't know if he's Antonio Brown, but yes, you know we'll find out. But outside of that, he really doesn't have any guys that scream top three, top five at their position. He's got a lot of guys that could be low-end top 12, are just really high-end you know top 12 top top 24 in the mid low teens, of the position but you have you have a lot of those guys you got six of those guys you can do a lot of things so it's going to come down to jake his weekly start sit is really gonna it's going to determine the ceiling that his his roster can take him so he's definitely going to be a team to watch kid number five biggest unk in the league dakota <laughs> um i mean the first thing you see on this team is boom saquon barkley you know like probably the biggest name outside of juju or with juju in dynasty leagues and you know, him kamara and cmc are kind of in the top four guys that are like you know gotta have them kind of people so he pops off the list right at the beginning there you see a dalvin cook mike evans tyler lockett Ertz, stefan diggs philip rivers Jameis, Giovanni, James White, Duke Johnson, Chris Carson. Um, so he's got a lot of good good talent. Um, yeah, what I see, he's got a safe, consistent uh, quarterback room. It's not going to be game winning. I don't. I mean, Philip Rivers might have one game where he might throw for three or four touchdowns and like 370 yards, but it's not going to be happening a lot. He's going to be the last two seasons since they've had Melvin Gordon. he's, he's been more about efficiency. Um, he's more of like a 250-2, and two, kind of just consistent, going to give you a good, solid game, might throw... Have my, he'll have as many games that are game-winning as he will that'll be game-ruining. So maybe like one and one that's an absolute stinker where he throws three or four picks, another one where he th- throws three or four touchdowns that's going to, with a high yardage, that's going to win you games. But otherwise, he's just going to be kind of like a safe dude that go to throw out there and plug in. Uh, uh, Dalvin Cook is going to be interesting. You know, what, what, what can he do this year? Obviously I kind of mentioned before that, you know, the Vikings fired their offensive coordinator, brought in a new one and like, Hey, let's run the damn ball. Mike Zimmer wants to run the ball, you know, play defense, run the ball. So Dalvin Cook, you know, he's never been healthy. He wasn't healthy in college. He hasn't been shown to be healthy in the NFL. Maybe he's finally healthy. Who knows if you're Dakota, that's what you're hoping for. um, and he's got to swing for it. Uh, Mike Evans, uh, he's a freak. New offense. you got to love it. Uh, he loves his Jameis. He's got to love Bruce Arians. And the situation is going to be interesting. Now, Bruce Arians has never had a guy like Mike Evans. I mean, he coached, let me think about it, at, at Colts, Steelers, and Cardinals. And they didn't have anybody like Mike Evans. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see how they use him and what role he gets. But obviously, he's going to be a, a, a top 12 wide receiver, pretty locked and loaded. Uh Tyree, Tyler Lockett, I think, is one of the—the the whole Seahawks offense is super cool, but Tyler Lockett's got to be the coolest or most enjoyable guy to talk about because the guy had, I think it's 71 targets and, like, 11 touchdowns last year. Absolutely absurd. I I, I read a stat that um, he had more air yards than—or, res- yeah, he had more— receiving yards than air yards and that is insane I mean think about it the guy that has that many touchdowns and that little targets that have that many yards lack of air yards or something like that it was crazy I mean the guy he had about this he had like 70 some targets last year like two seasons ago and had like under 700 yards has the same amount of targets this year goes for just under a thousand and like 11 touchdowns but, hey, freaky year. Russell Wilson was as efficient as ever, breaking some crazy record. Or not crazy record, but, like, putting up crazy numbers as far as uh, percentage of passes to touchdowns. Tyler Lockett was an example that even David Moore, rookie, even got snagged in four or five touchdowns off, like, probably, like, 25 receptions. So something absolutely absurd. But, hey, if that can continue, if Russell Wilson, he got paid to be that kind of player, you got to hope that he can continue that. Uh, Stefan Diggs, kind of opposite with Dalvin Cook. Like I said, I mean, they're trying to run the ball more, run the ball, run the ball. But, you know, Stefan Diggs, he's been amazing in the paint. They feed him in the red zone. You got to like his possibility of winning you some games and just being consistent. Um, I, I still think overall, you look at that receiver core, it's going to be a hit or miss wide receiver core. And I think that's what's going to win or lose his weeks. Um, you know, if Evans doesn't get a lot of targets, if Lockett doesn't score a touchdown, if Diggs can't give him a baseline, I think he's going to have to backpack and hope that Saquon and maybe a good week from Dalvin Cook can really backpack him home. Um, as far as the rest of his running backs, he's got some uh, quantity over true quality, but just, he has a solid balance of quantity and quality on his team with uh, James White, Duke Johnson, and Chris Carson. Chris Carson gets got like 200-some carries. Him like... Mike Davis were like running like crazy they run so hard they hurt themselves Uh, literally Chris Carson runs like a freight train and he's reckless and he hits hard and he he hurts his ankle hurts his shin you know separates his shoulder um but him and uh uh what's his face I can't think of him from last year the rookie are gonna get a lot of touches in that offense because like I said they're gonna they're running the ball and passing less in that Seattle offense so uh you know, you hope that he can get enough carries to be consistent and maybe be a flex guy and a guy that he can get in there in a good matchup. I think James White I, I was a big time, big part of his success last, success last year, and I think he's not going to do what he did last year. I mean, Rex, that situation last year was rare. Sonny Michel was hurt. Rex Burkhead was hurt. Um, and then the other guy, I can't think of his name right now, got hurt. So then it was just James White. Oh, yeah, Edelman was hurt or suspended, so he was kind of doing Edelman's role and running back. Get all kinds of targets, all kind of carries. And then, you know, Michelle got healthy in playoffs at the end of the season and you saw James White plummet in his usage. I mean they they used Sony Michelle like an absolute freight train. He succeeded. he did well. I think you're gonna see more of that and less of James White, even less of Rex Burkhead. But between the combo of them, and they just got Damian Harris on top of that. If they have the four of them there, I gotta think it's gotta be Sony Michelle as the main guy and then it's gonna be a Maj Podge mix up with the other three. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can get out of those guys. I think Gio is pretty irrelevant. I think they want to go Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, and Gio's not ever going to have enough numbers outside of getting a touchdown to really lock up a good day. All right, here in at number four, yeah, the coolest guy, most important guy in the league, myself. Uh, you know, I look at my team. Uh, the quarterback room is going to give me plus points. I got Andrew Luck, Lamar Jackson, and then I'm not really worried about Sam Darnold, but Lamar Jackson and Andrew Luck are going to give me plus points. I'm, yeah, there's going to be a lot of weeks where I'm going to be scoring more points. at quarterback, than my opponent will be. Andrew Luck was the number three, four, or five guy in fantasy last year, and I think his only way to go is up, you know? Um, he can, That offensive line is just insane. He's gonna sit in that pocket. He's got better weapons this year. And I think it's just gonna be up in there. Um, I look at my team, I got tons of quality running backs, but no studs. I don't have any guys that are going top five at running back, uh, at least projection. But I got on Johnson, John Connor, the Terminator, Tevin Coleman, Jordan Howard, Austin Eckler, um, and even back up Malcolm Brown for the, for the Rams, but I don't think he's going to equate too much, but that's not the point. Carryon Johnson, he got hurt last year. Before he got hurt, he was averaging 5.4 yards a carry. And it's not like he had 50 carries, he had 120 carries, and it was averaged 5.4. It's insane. The only thing that was eluding him, other than tacklers, was the touchdown. He <laughs> could not score touchdowns. Um, I think with LeGarant Blunt and his. Romance with Matt Patricia out of the way, carry on's going to ascend. He's going to be he's going to be great. James Conner, great offense. Um, you know, uh, they've historically Mike Tomlin and the Steelers have always had one running back. Even when Le'Veon got hurt, D'Angelo Williams would go in and he'd be the only guy touching the ball. Um, just historically, they've always had one running back. There is fears and talks. Jalen Samuels did so effective and was so good uh, when James Conner got hurt at the end of the season. There, there is some talk of them, him getting some touches in there, but I still gotta think of history. James Conner's gonna get a lot of carries in there. I think with the two of them, I, I got two low end, RB ones that are gonna be in that, you know, high single digit low, teens kind of ranking. Um, I got Jarek McKinnon too, which I forgot to man- manage. If I can execute the, you know, Jarek McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, uh, situation there in, in San Francisco, I definitely got the top two guys there. It's gonna be an ascending offense. And, uh, you know, in the past with Devontae Freeman and Kevin Coleman, they've both had standalone value on the same offense. So there's no reason why that can't continue now. So you got to hope there. And then Jordan Howard, um, Philadelphia's always had, you know, a, a quality running back and uh, that they like to give the ball to. Even Ryan Matthews would have. Quality touches and he's proven that he's done enough I mean even last year people were saying oh he's bad he's bad he's bad he ended up being the the number 20 running back in our league so I mean that's a top 24 running back I'll take that all day I think I got I think that's five guys that could very easily be top 24 running backs top 30 running backs if you want to be a little bit more conservative and so if I can do my start sits at the running back situation that's going to help me a lot um, my running back room will create, or my wide receiver room will create a ton of points, man. This is going to be a staple of my team. I got T.Y. Hilton, Odell Beckham, Mike Williams. I mean, Mike Williams, I ta- already talked about how, you know, the Chargers are more of an efficiency offense. They're going to run the ball with Melvin. Um, they're going to get Austin Eckler out the flats and do things like that. But they're going to score touchdowns with Phillip Rivers in the end the red zone. Phillip Rivers is an elite red zone quarterback. He should nothing to do against over the time, and without 100 at moments, Mike Williams is a huge target. He's a huge dude. He's going to get way more snaps this year. I think he's just going to go crazy. I mean, he had, uh, he was on the field, I think, like 50% offensive snaps and had 11 or 12 touchdowns last year, so you can only you know hope for way more targets and touches. I can't expect double-digit touchdowns. You can never expect double-digit touchdowns. Unless um, your name's like Devontae Adams. But uh, you, you got to think that, that the three of them are going to be just freaky wide receivers at the top. And then on top of that, I got Sammy Watkins and Dante Pettis uh, on my bench at wide receiver that I could plug in in good matchups against bad defenses. Dante Pettis is looking to possibly be that number one guy there in San Francisco. It's going to be him. Godwin is definitely not going to be number one. He's a big hit guy. It's going to be Dante Pettis and um, the guy they just drafted. I can't think of his name right now because it's late and I'm kind of tired. But uh, they drafted that guy in the second round. They got Jalen Hurd, too. It might be a red zone guy, but also Dante Pettis and um, the guy out of South Carolina that they drafted, uh, Debo Samuel, that's his name, uh, are definitely going to be the high guys there. I mean, everyone's. you got to be high on Jimmy Garoppolo. so. Uh, yeah, so I got. I think I got a lot of quality depth on my bench between my my, you know, my running backs and Pettis and Sammy Watkins. I mean, who knows what that offense is going to look wide receiver wise without Tyreek? You know, they drafted Miko Hardman. He's definitely going to be at least half of that Tyreek role. But I think Sammy fills in that other half and becomes a legitimate top twenty four wide receiver this season. Uh, my tight end room, uh, it's definitely sketch. I got uh, I got Trey Burton, and uh, that's it. Um, he had some great games. He did a lot. Of, he did a whole lot of nothing. A lot of the games, you know, Bears aren't passing the ball a lot. Trubisky isn't exactly an elite quarterback, so that that's definitely a big concern for me. But at end of the day, um, with a lot of these you know teams that I'm about to list, start sits going to be everything. You know, I've got a lot of talent and starting right guys each week. Um, you know, so guys like me and Jake who have a lot of. Quality talent, but maybe not a lot of top, top, top end talent. It's going to come down to our start and to really reach our, our pinnacle of our uh, potential. Okay, uh, oh, slight voice crack. Uh, no, I will not redo it because we're going live, and I'm just gonna rock it, voice cracks and all. All right, number three, you got Mr. Safeway himself, Matt Weber. He, the first thing you pop out on your, his team: household names, Gurley, Hopkins, Julio, AJ Green, Philip Lindsay was every stole everyone's heart last year. Cam Newton, Travis Kelsey, guys that are on the red carpet, everyone knows them. Some big names. Um, same thing with that though, legitimate health concerns. Gurley's got the knees of an 80-year-old man, Julio has bad ankles, AJ has terrible really weak legs, Lindsey's a little guy getting a lot of touches, there's a long track history in the NFL, how that works out, Newton gets hurt every year, whether it's a car accident on the field, or he's just getting drilled all the time on the games, and Travis Kelsey, big guys like that get hurt, look at Gronk, look at Zach Ertz, it's just a thing, of being large and getting hit a lot in your lower body, it's you get some weird landing. so um, I mean, that's kind of you know picking and being nick, nitpicky that's the word, but there is some legitimate health concerns in there. Um, he's gonna put up some insane points some weeks. I mean, if all these, I mean, three or four of these guys hit all at the same time, Matt's gonna blow out some teams, but I think with that, um he's going to have he's going to have all these blow up games and then he's going to end up losing some games for the same opposite reasons If these guys don't hit uh, as big as they, they, they should each week. I mean Julio has Julio is one of those guys where um, he gets you know 75% of his points from you know half of his games and then half of his other games are very lackluster, very 5.6 points which they don't kill you but they're not to you a whole lot. Um, AJ Green I mean, he's a stud. He's a freak. I think his biggest concern is he's on the Bengals. <laughs> but um, Philip Lindsay might be splitting some stuff. Gurley might be used a little less. Travis Kelsey, you yeah. have. I mean, he had some insane amount of touchdowns. I think he broke a tight end record last year that I think Kittle broke it. I mean, um, obviously he's in a record-breaking type offense, but. You know, regressions got to occur there, so he'll still be a a stud. I mean, he'll probably still be the number one tight end. But the thing with Matt's situation, though, is Gurley could be the number one running back. Hopkins and Jones could both be the number one wide receivers. You know, Kelsey could be the number one uh, tight end, and it's not outrageous to think that Newton could be the number one quarterback because he's done it before. So when you look at Matt's team, it's number one potential top three talent everywhere it's just are they going to help be healthy are they going to last because you look at matt's team he's got an insane starting line and then you get to his bench and it's a head scratcher Marquise goodwin if he hits for a touchdown get i mean get lucky get sick and you put start him and you gotta hope for a touchdown just jackson same kind of dude he runs deep he gets touchdowns off two three catches five targets in a game ted ginn same situation he's got those three guys like you put him in your best matchup, and maybe you get a lucky touchdown. Jan Richard in Oakland, I mean, I guess right now he might be the backup after Isaiah Crowell got hurt, but they do have Doug Martin. Uh, you know, John Gruden loves Doug Martin for whatever reason. Uh, Spencer Ware, I don't think he's going to make a whole lot of noise in Indianapolis. He's going to be a backup, so unless Marlon Mack gets hurt and Jordan Wilkins gets hurt, you know, um, maybe he'll get some goal line carries. LaShawn McCoy, I mean, that's probably his best. His best option on the bench right now outside of uh, other quarterbacks. But, I mean, LaShawn McCoy, uh, he's getting old. He's getting slow. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a story of Matt starters, and if he can manufacture some wins on bye weeks, and he definitely needs to have some fingers crossed about bye weeks. If he has three of those guys on a bye week at the same time, he might have an interesting week for him. Number two, getting close to the end here, House Yetter. Brendan Yedder at number two. Uh, best running back trio in the league is the first thing that pops out to me. I think he's just got the most dominant top end three running backs you could possibly have. He's got Ezekiel Elliott, who's very much in the conversation for a number one running back. Joe Mixon, who's very much in the conversation for a top five running back. Devontae Freeman, who's been that guy before in the same offense. When he went, like I think he was number one or number two in the league at the, uh, the running back position, it went crazy that one year. I believe it was with Dirk Cutter as his offensive coordinator. He went, Then he went to Buccaneers, was terrible as a head coach. We all saw it on Hard Knocks. It was disgusting. Now he's back, that same offense kind of system. Let's see what happens. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be optimistic for Devontae Freeman. Tevin Coleman's gone. Ido Smith is half of what Tevin Coleman was. Um, so it's Devonte Freeman's show there, and I think Elliot, Mixon, Freeman are going to be a crazy cheerio for him if they can all stay healthy. Um, you look at his wide receiver core, it's a safe wide receiver core with um, some game-to-game upside. Uh, he's got Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, Julian Edelman, and uh, Tyler Boyd. None of those guys scream tons of talent um, or like crazy fantasy talent. Obviously, Keenan Allen, Julian Edelman are some of the savvy players in the league, uh, but neither of them are huge touchdown guys. Um, I think most Keenan's ever had is 6 I They're probably the same with Edelman, but they're typically more of like a four-touchdown four or five-touchdown kind of guy with a lot of targets, a lot of perceptions, maybe not a whole lot of yards. You know, Edelman's going to be one of those guys. Eight catches for 60 yards. And if you're lucky, he adds that touchdown. Same kind of deal with Allen. Maybe he's more of like an eight for 70 kind of thing. He gets closer to a 10-yard average, but these guys aren't, aren't burners on the field. Tyler Boyd, kind um, of breakout season last year, I mean, there's no doubt about it, I mean, Yedder likes to break that he got him undrafted in the dynasty draft, I don't know how all of us did that, shame on us, we all suck, but he got Tyler Boyd for brand-spoken free, he traded him, he just traded back for him, clearly he likes Tyler Boyd, so um, he's got three legit, three, three quality wide receivers that um, are probably Edelman and Keenan Allen, I'd say are probably uh, low-teens kind of guys, and Tyler Boyd is could be a top 24 top 25 certainly a top 30 wide receiver uh with you know A.J. Green and what probably won't be a very good team so they'll probably be throwing a lot so he's definitely got some potential um look at his quarterbacks Watson is going to be fire when healthy you know uh he's a stud I mean he's been a freak he gets hurt a lot he took so many hits last year it was it was terrible to watch it But um, he's a freaky athlete. He throws crazy deep balls to Will Fuller and Kiki Cutie. If they can stay healthy, he can stay healthy. Deshaun Watson is the truth. Um, Even if he were to go down, he's got the most handsome guy in the league. Now that um, Kronk is retired and, you know, Tyler Eifert's really irrelevant. Jimmy Garoppolo is the most handsome guy in the league. You can quote me on it. So he's got some interesting stuff there. with him. He's got him and Marcus Marcus Mariota, Who, whatever, I mean. I don't think anyone here is really big on Marcus. But he's got some pieces. Rashad Penny, that's that guy's name I couldn't think of earlier. <laughs> Rashard Penny and Chris Carson are you get a lot of touches at Seattle. Um, both of them can catch the ball a little. Rashad Penny's a better receiver. Um, they do still have C.J. Proceis uh, and, and McKissick there, so I don't know if they're going to be mainly the third-down guys because Proceis has shouldn't. Um, not that it's his expertise, but he can do it. Um, so it could be a thing where Chris Carson Rashad Penny or just toting the rock and C.J. Procise is like a two-minute drill kind of guy out there. And he does have Corey Davis. Uh, I, I do need to mention him. People do believe in Corey Davis. He was like a top ten pick in the draft. He hasn't done crap really in the league, but you, know, you got to be optimistic and hopeful that he's going to do something here soon. So, uh, I mean, Yetter's team, like I said, it, it, he's got some depth, he's got some decent pieces on, on his bench that he can toss in there, and he's got an insane trio at running back, so uh, he's going to do great, and uh, he's got a great quarterback, unhealthy, oh, and his tight end situation's not bad either, I almost forgot to talk about it, um, he's got O.J. Howard, ascending talent, I mean, freaky sparkler guy at the tight end position, Is one of the cleanest tight end prospects in of the college. This is his third season. That's, like, a big deal in, like, tight end lore. For statistics, it's that third year that they really break out. There's only been a few anomalies. Evan Ingram was an anomaly in his rookie season. Um, Gronk and Hernandez were a little bit of anomalies their rookie seasons. But they, the third year was really when Gronk went crazy. And Aaron Hernandez, I don't know if he even really made it to his third season. I don't know. Maybe it was after his third season. He you know, killed a bunch of people in one go. But neither here nor there. And he also does have Tyler Eifert. Can't forget about that and he does have also Royce Freeman I don't want to forget to mention that Royce Freeman underwhelmed a lot of people I think he went super high in the, in the draft the rookie draft last year had people had high expectations and then Philip Lindsay comes out of nowhere and blindsides it but I think they're going to limit Philip Lindsay a little bit more I think they're going to do a very new, new England setup with like a Kamara and Ingram thing and and uh, Royce Freeman's going to be Ingram he can run the ball, he can catch it a little bit, but he's got he's got great in-between the tackles moves and dodging ability. And Lindsay's gonna be that home run hitter and his high efficiency kind of guy. So if you're if you're gonna you are if you are you got to be comfortable with her yet. He's kind of a used and abused the, the trademark, and I think he's done really well with it. He's been a winner, uh, clearly with his roster and uh, the trades that he's made. <laughs> it is at this point it's our fearless leader mark spideyweber um the first thing that you know after i look at this team and what makes him uh you know so explosive and obviously i have a number one strictly it was he was already gonna be my number one because he won the championship So that sheer respect you gotta give him the number one spot but even if I were to at post-draft, I can't imagine him dropping down too much, even if he, if I did drop him down. Um, on top of the roster that I'm about to mention, he does have two first-round picks. A lot of these guys in this playoff, uh, in the, the play top six, don't have first-round picks. He's got two. So you, his team's only going to get better. But anyways, after looking at this team, the big things that pop out to me is three things. Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Adams. I'll show the big names, but the thing about them... All three of them are gonna or you know number one at their position kind of guys. Mahomes, I'd be surprised if he's not. Christian McCaffrey is a freak. I'd say he's the biggest lock for a top three finish at his position. And Devontae Adams is a freak. I'd say he's a lock for a top three position. Devontae Adams, craziest stat I've ever seen. Um highest consistency ever his lowest score the entire season last year the entire season the lowest fantasy score he had was 12.1 points 12.1 points was his worst week he had double digit points every single week of the season that is insane to me so he is just such I mean to me he is valued as the number one wide receiver if he doesn't finish as a number one wide receiver that's he might not like that it's cool but even if he finishes at two or three or four i value him as number one guy because you plug and play him and you know you're going to get at least 12 points and that is just insane um but you look at his team explosive running back starters christian mccaffrey mark ingram christian mccaffrey i talked about top three guy mark ingram he's going to get the rock in baltimore baltimore you guys know it gonna run the freaking ball man mark ingram's gonna be that main guy he's really the only pat true pass catcher we have right now um, Gus Edwards sure as how his catch the ball. Kenneth Dixon can catch the ball, but it's not like he's out there running routes. Mark Ingram can run some routes a little bit better. He's like a, like Kenneth Dixon's like a poor man, Mark Ingram. He can do a little bit of everything, but Ingram's just better at it. So he's going to be the big guy for Baltimore. They're going you know, to get a lot of touches. He's also got Lamar Miller. who's going to do some good things. Um, he's got a usable bench. I started to get into it. Um, he's got a usable bench. You've got CJ Anderson, who's probably going to get 150 carries at least at Detroit. Um, Kenneth Dixon, kind of that security, you know, that, that handcuff for Mark Room, but also might be star, a start of ability in his own right. I kind of talked about it earlier with my team, but he does have Jalen Samuels, who might have carved, carved himself out a role, but if James Conner gets hurt, Jalen Samuels is going to be a plug and play running back. Uh, Golden Tate, not an elite guy. Um, not an elite offense or an elite team for the Giants, but I mean the dude leads the league in broken tackles at the wide receiver position every year. The dude's run after catch is insane. I don't care if it's Eli. I don't care if it's the homie from Duke. He's gonna get this. He's gonna get the ball in a little china route and he's gonna get ten yards. The dude's run after catch is ridiculous. He's gonna be valuable. What really separated Mark in a lot of games last year was his tight ends. I mean, he hit Eric Ebron, and Eric Ebron Ebron had, like, three catches every game. The dude would have, like, two touchdowns. It was ridiculous what he did last year. Certainly going to regress. I mean, you can't expect him to do that same thing, but he has done it, so it is in the possibilities. But he's got him and Jack Doyle and Hayden Hurst and Ian Thomas for Carolina. Greg Olson's gone. Ian Thomas. Was a pretty, I think he was like a third round pick for the Carolina Panthers. So, sort of definitely gonna have expectations for him in his sophomore season. I don't know if he's actually gonna be a breakout guy, but I want to don't be surprised if he sneaks in there as a number as a low teens kind of tight ranked tight end. And uh, Hayden Hurst could have a similar outcome depending on how many touchdowns he can get. So, he's got a usable bench. Um, but like I said, the thing that pops out about Mark's team is Mahomes, CMC, Adams, all possible number one guys. I'd say all lock for top three. And uh, that's just that's just gonna be a staple for his team. It's just he's gonna be cons- those three guys are gonna be so consistent. I think he's got to lock and load. Have that locked and loaded, you're gonna be tough to beat. All right, guys. So that was that was my preseason pre-draft rankings. I tried to be as unbiased and unopinionated as possible and really just try to look at the facts of where guys usually position themselves uh, in fantasy finishes and you know, what's their expectations for this year. I think if you really look at it, you'll really see some of the higher ranked guys just have those, there's a lot more players that are going to finish in those you know, top three, top five, almost like locked and loaded situations at their position. And, uh, I really tried to make it more that way or maybe there's uh, like Jake have like just a lot of guys that are just gonna be really solid dudes and so if he starts hits properly that he he's gonna beat a lot of teams. So um I think I think I did a good job. Uh what I'd like to do is uh I'll send out a link uh requesting voice messages. Um you guys can give me your feedbacks uh of your maybe your rankings if you guys wanna write down your rankings like real quick and maybe just you know, the, the parts that you have discrepancies with me or with maybe a specific player on your team or maybe your team in general, uh, you can kind of state your case, state your thing, and maybe I'll do like a response episode uh, each week or when I can uh, to all your guys' messages and kind of have a, a, a go between them, the messages instead of constantly. Um, you know, having this person come in and fully talk about their rankings and this person come in and fully talk about their rankings. Because so that, that becomes a lot of listening. So maybe if you guys are just sending me messages and then I can kind of relay them, go over them, uh, and kind of you know have that back and forth that way each week, I think that that might be the, the, the best and most ideal option. So you guys send me those voice messages or just text me. I mean, really, either works. <laughs> uh, it's kind of cool to do the voice messages, but obviously you can just... Text me your rebuttals. Uh, I don't know if I can actually put in your voice message. I haven't gotten that far yet. Maybe if you guys send me more, uh, that's something that I can play with, and I might be able to kind of copy and paste your voice message into the podcast so then you guys can kind of hear your voice, and everyone can hear you talk about it and hear your inflections on your on your points and stuff. So uh, that would be cool. I think that will be the probably the best way to go about it that I can think of right now. So... Uh, Maybe go out, make your power rankings, see how they differ from mine, state your cases and why, and then give me those messages, give me those text messages, and uh, maybe I'll put a response episode out. Uh, Once again, really excited about this. I really hope I can get this uh, to be a cool thing, a fun thing for everybody to kind of listen to, and uh, actually be some quality to it. Obviously, I'm not a professional at this, but uh, I think it'll be fun either way.